And we are super psyched to welcome our newest sponsor, Thunder Road Guitars. Thunder Road Guitars is the Pacific Northwest best source for premium, new, used, and vintage guitars, amplifiers, and pedals. Online or in their Seattle, that's West Seattle, or Portland stores. You'll find fantastic customer service and a terrific vibe. I know because I'm in there a lot. Grab a cup of coffee, swing on in, don't spill your coffee, and check it all out. And now if you use code TOURSTORIES10, you can get 10% off at thunderroadguitars.com. Yes, that's me playing guitar. Hello, big news from our friends over at DistroKid. They now have an app. This app works on iOS and Android, of course. And it's available in the Apple Store and Google Play Stores and all the stores where you buy apps. Go check it out. It's got a lot of cool features. You can upload new releases. You can get notified when you've earned royalties. Awesome. You can withdraw from the app via push notifications. A little dangerous for me, but rad. Anyways, go check it out. It's all at distrokid.com app. And don't forget, you can still get 30% off your DistroKid account by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash tour stories. Have a great one. And we continue to celebrate our friends and partners over at Isotope. And we got some big news for you. The gold standard of audio repair, RX-11, is coming in May. In the meantime, you can buy RX-10 now on sale and get RX-11 absolutely free when it's released. Tour Story listeners get 10% off by using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All at isotope.com. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, Jim. How's it going, man? I'm pretty good, man. How are you? I'm fine. Um, I'm here in Seattle. Where are you? I'm sitting in the car park of a um, IHOP in Salt Lake City. I just had a delicious little breakfast. What do you think of IHOP? It was all right. Do you want my honest opinion? Yes, I really do. <laughs> I was a little bit disappointed, to be honest. Yeah. A little, a little bit disappointed. I was hoping for some kind of, um, I don't know. I, I've heard a, people, a lot of people have talked it up, so I was hoping some kind of for something a bit better. But, you know, it's all right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, my stomach is full, so that's good. Right. Um, so you're obviously in the States touring, and you um you and i guess the entire band are you you all from melbourne oh yeah i mean we all live there now but like yeah we're all from uh, originally some of the some members are from different parts you know Uh uh-huh but we'll just say mel we'll just say mel we're all from melbourne to make it easier did you grow up in melbourne yeah i did i grew up like an hour south southeast in a place called frankston which Mm -hmm. was cool cool little spot great I have to admit, Melbourne is maybe my favorite city in the entire world. Really? Yeah. What's your what's your what's your favorite thing about it? I don't. I've just always had a good experience there, and I was thinking about it today. Um, there's something about it being at. It has kind of graspable culture. You know what I mean? It's not like. Mm. Um, this is just one thing that I love about it. I like the weather there because it's like Seattle in the winter, and it's like southern california in the summer um but it it just seems to be you know uh, the art and culture is not 
just kids in a basement that's not really reachable and it's not like opera house i'm not just saying that but as that example but um i don't know i i think that's part of it and the food is amazing clay pots is one of my favorite restaurants ever clay pots yes fuck yeah i'm glad you like it yeah it's a good place it's definitely there's definitely a lot of culture there there's a lot of different uh strong cultures there you know a lot going on and the ones that are going on are fucking very rich you know right what was your sort of uh, formative years musical experience in Melbourne or, um, I'm sorry, I forget the name of the town that you grew up in. Oh, Frankston. Frankston, yeah. What, what was that? Uh, did you have a rock and roll musical education? It was kind of like my dad was like always showing me good stuff, like mm-hmm. Sabbath and Bowie and all that kind of stuff. But And then like, I don't know if you, do you know a band called Carson from, I don't. from Australia? You heard no. of them? no. Because my dad was into kind of like, um, he was like a bit of a Sharpie when he was younger. So he was into like that whole scene. And then, uh, so yeah, I had a good sort of foundations of music growing up. Yeah. And then um, started listening to like, I don't know, some pretty entry level sort of punk stuff, you know, when right. I was like 12 or whatever. But um, my sister actually, she's two years older than me and she started hanging out with all these like goths and punks and stuff that were like, mm significantly older than her i mean she was kind of like 15 or something and they were like maybe 18 or 19 and so yeah. she was going to like shows and stuff there's this band called loners with boners and they put on this show and it was like in a park and i remember going to that when i was super young and so there was a lot of, there was definitely a lot of cool shit happening yeah but it wasn't until i was like 20 years old that i actually met a bunch of punks in in the city once i'd moved up there and like started singing in in hardcore bands and shit, you know? Right. And um, uh, Civic's been a band for what? About five years, six years, maybe? Yeah, five years. Yeah, five years. And and, um, you're currently on the road, in a way, supporting a a reissue of of New Vietnam. And it has some extra singles on it. At least it's a reissue in the States. And And uh, you have a new single, Hourglass, which is a fucking great tune. And I want to talk about that later. But um, the thing with with Civic that really struck me right off the bat is I heard End of the Line, and I was just like, whoa, what the fuck is this? And I just, like, went for it, right? I I mean, and the first thing I thought was, like, man, I haven't heard something – it wasn't like something that sounds like that. It was like something this good. And then I kind of went forward and went like, oh, I know why this is so good. Because it reminds me of some things mm. that uh, are very important to me. And it's and this is just my way to categorize things. Uh, not, I don't want to put labels on anything. But it it seems to me like there's a, in my head, there's a lot of references of like sub, sub genre punk. Like it's I hear GBH in there and then kind of Sick. early 80s orange county adolescence and red cross all the way up to mud honey and of course you know the wonderful fucking saints and um but again not to put labels on that and what's further what's kind of really interesting to me is the way the band through all of your records over the five years you you've kind of done this micro evolution and it's such a cohesive way it's like you could listen to your records chronologically and it's a really fun experience and um and they're all fucking great songs and i'm just kind of wondering are you conscious of this or are you just exploring this kind of rock punk riffage world 
first of all, that's really nice of you to say that. And that's sick that you pulled up some kind of deeper references rather than just Radio Bourbon and the Saints, which, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, thanks, man. I, we've that's, that's really sick. But um, yeah, I think it's, I don't know, I guess it's like a, a natural progression that you're going to kind of, I don't know, you, it's like any kind of art form, whether it's like music or painting or whatever you do. It's like, you know, we always aspire, you're always aspiring for this like, I don't know what it is, like the golden goose or like yeah. there's this, it's just this orb or whatever it is, whatever it, it might be. It's like you're attaining this kind of like greatness and it's like I think that as a team and as a bunch of mates tr- writing music that we love to write, it's like that's always coming up. It's like, all right, how do we tame that again today? Like, you know, we're going to write a song today. It's like, okay, well, and that, I, I think like maybe that keeps you driving forward and it's like is that good enough is does that riff need to be better and so there's there's some consciousness and subconsciousness in in i think when you progress as 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 a band you know but ours is definitely i think it's probably a 50 50 thing you know yeah i don't know if that answers your question no it does it does and and i think it reminds me that consciousness and i don't believe you can just bumble around the world and magically unconsciously make great music Maybe you can, but I doubt it. Uh, And then, you know, people are caught up on the other side where they're just obsessed with fucking references like like that Weezer dude. Um, And that's not a bad thing. It's just a weird (laughs) style. Like he did an entire article of analysis of, you know, top hit riffs, whatever. Mm. Um, So anyways, yeah, that's that's a reminder of just kind of being thoughtful on both sides of the the spectrum. And and the proof is in the pudding as far as I'm concerned. for your records yeah like it depends on i mean it's subjective obviously so some people like will just listen to it and be like oh they're just fucking biting they're just biting radio birdman it's just it's like well it does there is nods of that but it's not fully it doesn't fully sound exactly like them at all like if you actually know your shit you know what i mean so yeah but um i'm glad you you can see some things in it that others can't you know yeah I, I, it makes me, uh, I fancy myself an expert, especially on those bands that you mentioned. And it's mostly because they're, I've listened to them so much and I love them so much. And, and, you know, they're so important to me. Um, I don't want to be, I don't want to pigeonhole Australians and, and it's, but I have wondered this and I'm going to take the opportunity and you can say fuck off if you want, but there's a magic to, Australian, let's call it punk rock, that is not afraid of what Americans call rock riffs. And mm. and growing up and being in punk bands, it was always like, no, we can't can't be a, what we would consider a rock riff. We have to stay straight punk. But mm. Australians, Melbourneians, I don't know what the proper term is. It just <laughs> seems like you, know, you aren't afraid, and that's what makes makes a live performance so much better i don't know that's a greatness that you i think all have in your dna do you distinguish between rock and punk rock or or do you even care i was thinking it's funny ask because i was thinking about it the other day and i was just kind of like i'm a bit older now like and so i'm thinking in my head i'm like you know because it's like i still think that there's this kind of like younger generation kids maybe are still like thinking that rock is like a kind of like straight, you know, rock, the word rock and like the ideas around it. It's like a bit of a dad yeah. kind of vibe. It's a bit like, you know, whereas we're like, nah, fuck that. Like it's, it, you you just got to put a contemporary spin on it, you know? Yeah. And that's like, any, that's like anything. It's like, don't, don't just put it to bed because you don't just 
like it's up to us to change that you know like there needs to be a new um i mean it's fucking important you know it is um and i think that's that's kind of what our i mean you know without sounding lame it's like that's kind of our we don't want it to go away that's why we started civic because we were like well no one's fucking really doing this at the moment so let's just give it a crack you know and yeah not to say that we we're the first ones to bring it back like there's a bunch of other bands doing it but sure. like um i think that it's something that needed to kind of come to light again you know and i think that might take a little bit of time for young people to kind of get on board with it but when they kind of do i think it's gonna be fucking beautiful and i think that um yeah, I don't know why people are a bit scared to dump into it. I, I, I think maybe it, that's all I can think of is that maybe it's just associated with this kind of like maybe not the best people or something. Sure. Or, or has yeah. or has traditionally been, if that kind of makes sense. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying, yeah. Well, thanks for doing it in such a thoughtful way. Um, that's all right. Mine accords. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, the, and I want to talk about the live show a little bit later, but I just think, it's also just going to translate live very, very well. Um, well, we're completely different live than we are on record. Like, that's completely different. Is it just like what, you and a laptop? It's just me and a laptop and oh, a few puppets. Me, you know. Um, <laughs> but it's it's like, you know, it's fucking, it's, we approach it like, we all come from hardcore bands and we, sure. and and from that, we we demand a certain kind of, physical fucking you know punishment every time we get up there and perform and so we we approach our live shows like that and i know that's not for everyone but you know the songs are faster they're way more hard hitting there it's just the way i think you know the band total control from australia do you know that band yeah i do so mikey young who i'm sure you've heard that name thrown around before he said this really cool thing once where he was kind of like if you've got an idea for a record make that record make that idea and then when it comes to live, it's it's always going to be a version of that rec of that recording. It's not you don't have to make it exactly the same. Yeah, you know, there's this beautiful thing that happens that I still love. It's like, like just say there's a certain riff or a certain addition to a song that you that you might really like, and then when you see it live, they you, they don't have it in the set, but for some reason your brain kind of fills in those gaps. And I think that's so special when that happens. And I don't know what that is or why that happens, but. It's magic. Um, I think it's magic. It is magic. And I think it's just like, yeah, when you're playing live, you just fucking got to give it your all, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm, I've just learned that I'm going to see you tomorrow night. And I'm oh, wow. Psyched. Yeah. I'm going to be in Sick. Seattle. So I'll be there. Awesome. Um, But uh, yeah, I, I want to talk about this newest single, Hourglass. And um, your last record kind of i mean to paraphrase i it was it was kind of a version of things ending maybe in mm -hmm. a in a faster pace um yep. and what are you talking about with this hourglass single and and the the music sounds different to me and i can't really put my finger on it short of it being kind of bigger sounding song yeah we just kind of like i think because we that taking my force was a five piece mm -hmm. and um we dropped a member things just you know that just happens and normally we'd fill the spot and this time we we're like well we want to change the band sound we want to keep going forward whatever that means and we're like well instead of having five piece let's fucking just do it as a four piece and see what happens there and so it, because of that it, it it changes your your songwriting and it changes everything up again so like it led 
it allowed Lewis to kind of step to the front. He already is up the front anyway, doing his guitar parts, but wanted to sort of change up. Yeah, just not do so much like kind of ripping guitar solo every time we play a song. It's like, okay, here comes the solo right. section, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. we're like, how do we break this up? How do we make it feel different? Um, I guess it's more open sounding too. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't even, I haven't really, it's hard, look, it's hard when you're in it to see what <laughs> yeah, it yeah. is. And it's like, we're making conscious efforts to make it sound like something new to us. Yeah. So, and it seems to be working. I mean, people like it and they, and they're like, oh, this is a new version of, of Civic. And it's like, you know, that's just a little single, like we're, we're still just like fully working all that out. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what it's like, it takes a long time to like kind of work the next record out, but um, right. lyrically, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, there's some things in there about like, I, I went through some sort of shit, so sort of stuff, like just before we'd started doing all that. And it was like some big changes happened in my life and, um, you know, some, some family stuff had happened. And I think like, there's, there's a few talk, like things in there talking about like, yeah, like se- uh, seasons of change and like kind of inevitability of like, I mean, a lot of my lyrics and stuff do come back to kind of life and death and love and all that kind of stuff anyway. But um, there's a bit of that in there. And I don't know. I just like this idea of an hourglass and like the center of an hourglass. I think this as a concept is kind of cool because it's like, it's like a loaded image, you know? Sure. Yeah. I just kind of, that was the image that popped in when I was writing and I just kind of ran with that as a theme, I guess, All right. which is, can be explored in many different ways. Right. Well, you're right. It, it is, it is working because everyone I play it for is psyched. Um, I want to play Hourglass. Is that cool with you? Go for it, man. Here we go.
also think that song could just fade into eternity and fade back up with that riff. It's so great. Um, it's, it's supposed to be like a kind of, you know, like, yeah, a, yeah like an endless highway kind of. It feels like that. It's killer. You know. What about that time change there at the end? Yeah, so it was just kind of like we, you know, as I said, we all sort of come from hardcore and like, I don't know, we, it's, you know, it's we all know it, but kind of there's this, you know, post-hardcore wave of, music kind of happening right now and we yeah. were kind of like all right well we've 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 all come from that so how are we going to kind of you know bring that flavor into it a little bit or like what what's what what would our take of that be you know yeah and i don't know we we're just like fuck it let's just do that little time change and so um, great you know like in um the the song egg by the garden they do that little time change at the oh, end yeah. there and yeah, i was yeah. that little i don't know it's just kind of like especially especially when you've got a song that's kind of like um sort of uh what's the word like just pacing along like that and then it sort of ramps up and then drops back down to that yeah. kind of heartbeat i don't know it's just kind of like a shock kind of like a you know when they like rub those things together and when you're dying and then you get a little shock like that kind of vibe sure oh, that's that's another probably a live gym i bet that feels good for everyone involved yeah um the way you're talking it seems like you all write together what what is your sort of general process of writing and, and recording normally like we do our best kind of writing in the jam room we've always had like these for you know these sort of jam rooms where we just meet up and have like somebody will bring a riff or a lyric or whatever it is um but you know sometimes lewis will just come with a fucking song like he wrote like trigger the light he just like wrote that whole song he wrote time girl when he was like 21 you know so he just comes in and he's like yeah i've got this whole song you know which is awesome you know but um yeah i personally just love the ones where we can actually just as a band work you know figure it out and kind of do it together right. it's always a lot more fun not always better songs but just as a group it's it's nice to work together but um yeah so recording wise we've always kind of done it ourselves We've yeah. only done one studio record. Well, it was actually 50, 50. It was future forecast was recorded at the gizzard studio, like all the beds. And then we did all the, um, all the like, um, overdubs and shit in this like pub that was closed down during COVID. And then, um, the first one was just like recorded out in this like old army base fucking thing in Geelong with our mate, Billy from anti-fade. Yeah. And then a bunch of the singles were recorded in our old jam space we had which was this sick old like national store. It was like a storage unit. And then Taken by Force was recorded in our mate's house out in the bush. We just like set up all these mics and shit. And like we had, cause we, we've got a bunch of recording gear and okay. Blatchy, the old drummer, he, he recorded it and we just, we recorded that in a house. So sound, I think it sounds pretty good for a house recording. I, I mean, if I have to pick a recording that Taken by Force record is sounds really great. I've been, oh, sick. it's been, I, I, usually litmus test in the car but i've been listening to it on all different sources it's it really sounds great thanks man yeah i think looking back now i don't know you're always gonna like critique your own shit i don't know there's a few things in there that i'm like oh fuck it's so different to the way that i like as i said like live it's so much different and so mm -hmm. now, i think now next time like going forward we need to kind of just be a um just be a bit mindful of that and be like, all right, you know, how do you, how do you kind of get that live thing onto record? But then there's right. that, there's that classic old fucking tale where it's like, well, you can't, you know, like I know. you can try as hard as you can, but you just, it's probably not going to happen. You know, it's called demo itis. 
Do you know Demolitis? That, do you know that term? I like this term. No, tell me. It's the you demo the songs, you know, in your in your practice place, and then you take them to the studio, and you're like, "This doesn't work. The magic, <laughs> the magic's gone." And then it's you're weird, asking hey, the, the engineer or the producer, like, "How do we get the thing?" And they're yeah. like, "Fucking dudes, you got to go back in your space or yeah, whatever." Yeah, yeah. You know, it's but it's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's just that beauty of like naivety isn't it like, it is i think so or maybe not naivety it's like yeah there's just something nice about like yeah i don't know this yeah just just like as soon as you hit record it's like this thing this subconscious switch in your brain flicks and it's just like you know you can't do it or you yeah. can't do it as good or i don't know it's, it's like a, it's, it's because it's, it's 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 because it's like a version of it's like a version of the actual initial idea or something, you know? Right. Yeah. I guess that's a good point. Yeah. Look, we, we demo a lot of our shit on our iPhones, which I still love mm-hmm. doing that at rehearsal because that's when you do capture. Cause I just fuck around a lot on my vocals, like playing around with harmonies and stuff. And like, or Lewis will do a guitar bit. And then like, we're like, when it works, we all look at each other and we're like, that's it, you know? And then we just can go back and pinpoint that exact spot on the iPhone recording. And it's like, Boom, you've got it there. It's already there, you know? Right, yeah. And I got a note, there is a live version of New Vietnam on this reissue, and it's really fun to listen to those two back-to-back. To be honest, I haven't even listened to that fucking lot. I haven't when even I listened see you tomorrow, to I'm going to take you into my car, and we're going to listen to it for like an hour <laughs> and have an analysis. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> um, Go to In-N-Out Burger, so I haven't been there yet. Well, we don't have that here. We have Dick's Burgers, though. You'll probably want All that. Right. We'll get a couple of Dick's Burgers. <laughs> Um, and it seems like a band like Civic, uh, not to take away anything from the recordings, but it just seems to me like the real lifeblood of Civic is like, oh yeah, the records are great. These songs are great, but mm. you're missing something if you don't see them live. Yeah, I think, I guess so. I, I think that like, fuck, I don't really know how to sort of explain it. It's, it's kind of like, I think that we always like... Taking My Force, we wanted it to be a record where it's like you could play it, flip it, play it, and then fucking want to flip it again, you know? Like when we play live, like uh, we only play for like half an hour, maybe 40 minutes because Mm -hmm. it's not, there's a difference between, you're not sitting in your lounge room just like listening to the songs. You get, you kind of, it's like getting, getting hit in the face. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's it's like a mixture between the two. Does that? I don't really know how to answer that question. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. Man. I mean, it was a little bit of a curveball, but it's just a feeling I got. You know, just again, there's certain bands or musicians. You know, and sometimes it's like, I one of the first thoughts could be like, I just like listening to this record. I don't need to see this live. I don't. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, I know what you're saying. <clears throat> Civic seems to be, again, not just all only a live band that you're going to go and have your mind blown it just seems like you can't see the all of civic without seeing a live show yeah yeah i know what you're saying yeah yeah well yeah that's what the that's what people sort of i think we do that subconsciously though joe you know what i mean i don't think we like we just fucking know what we know what we look up to in a live in a live show and so we aspire towards that and so like we don't really think anything we know what has to be done you know right Yeah, I know that's interesting. I haven't really thought about it like that before. I had yeah. someone say that. So, um, well, uh, again, I'm gonna, I get to see you tomorrow night, and um, I'm really excited to see it. Um, and then what, what's next for you guys? Are you at the end of a tour? I can't remember. Oh, we're like halfway through, oh. and then, um, 
we yeah so we're about to get to the is it the west coast like cali and stuff yeah so you're in the northwest yes, now and you're probably going south i'm assuming super keen to like go to la and yeah cali and all. like i've never been i mean i've never been to any of these places before but i'm really looking forward to that and um going to like orange county and i don't know it's just gonna be sick but yeah. um then we go home and then we have two weeks off and then we go on tour with you know the bronx yeah go on tour with them around australia um and then once we do like at, after that tour fly straight to europe and do like three weeks in europe and uk all right so busy busy, busy boys it's good we're just kind of trying to smash it out for the end of the year just because we're getting back in and finishing off this new record so we thought we might as well just give it a give it a you know rinse it rinse the rag out before the end of the right. year, before the end of the year great all right well um travel safe out there i'm gonna see you tomorrow and um legend uh great talking to you and congrats yeah, thank on you it, so much this. for this yeah of course we'll drive safe up here in the northwest and uh it's going to be thank rainy you, so be careful the roads are going to be full of water oh that's good to know lucky yeah. we've got our rain jackets and fucking bring our skis all right well uh <laughs> all right, man. yeah if you need anything uh hit me up tomorrow and i'll see you tomorrow night all right joe have a good day man all right take it easy all right bye <laughs>